I just, I think this has the potential to be a very Bueller episode. <laughs> you say that about like all the episodes though. Yeah, yeah, yeah but this was an interview. A, you're like, this could be boring. Yeah, but this is a very <laughs> spreadsheet heavy episode. And how do you show a spreadsheet on a freaking podcast? With your verbal mind grapes. Oh, we're <laughs> fucked. All right, let's do this. This was your idea. Theme song. In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Well, welcome. Hello, listener. Hi, Lacey. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. We are the Thrifter Sisters. Hey, before we get started, I mean, I don't know, maybe you don't like us yet or ever, but could you go over to our (laughs) Instagram and follow us? Go engage over there. Um, Also, could you like, subscribe, write us a comment in the podcast section. I will read your comments. All the things. All, yeah, just all the things, the liking, the shit, whatever. Okay, let's go. Um, You're not doing this right. Why? I was supposed to introduce the episode like I was doing a solo episode. All right, hold on. Gonna... Can you add, um, can you do a screech sound effect or, or a, ba- a record, a back? <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> can you rewind? <laughs> okay, start it. Go, sister, lead the way. Okay. Let's get to it. Um, we have a special episode today, guys. Sadly, Lindsay could not be here. So I'm doing a solo episode. This episode's going to suck. Excuse me. Thrifter Sister is the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a special guest in the house to talk about our topic today, which is consignment selling. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce Lindsay? Hi. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. It is like a dream come true. You know what I'm saying? Like XOXO, love the Thrifter Scissors. It sucks that Lindsay can't be here today because she's clearly the best of the two sisters, but I'll work with what I got. Okay. Well, um, let's put that on a sidebar for now and we can talk about who's better later. Um, thank you. Okay. For yeah, being we definitely on will. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. <gasps> oh, oh my no. God. Your lights just went out. Oh, what the? Did your power go out? No, no. It's just my podcast light. Okay. Go on. <laughs> it's a very okay. spooky yeah, episode. Listen, what you cannot see is that all Lindsay's face is like barely lit. Just by her computer screen. And now the lights are back. Oh, oh. it's back. We're back, maybe. <laughs> so we are going to talk about consignment selling today. And since Lindsay has been doing way more consignment selling than I, um, we were going to do it like an interview. So, Lindsay, tell our listener, what is consignment selling? Consignment is when you don't have to pay jack squat for inventory. It's amazing. You find people that have resale worthy items that they either don't have the time to sell themselves or the knowledge or the desire to. And you take their stuff and you use your expertise 
in the field of reselling, you sell their items and then you split commissions with them. You split the sales with them. Straight profit, homie. It is. It's straight profit. (laughs) Straight profit, homie. Um, How long ago did you start consigning? Um, Because you consigned something before you had like a client client, right? Wasn't it the fur coat? Yes, 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 yes. I guess my very first was probably back in the spring. Um, A friend of mine has some vintage furs from her mother. And so I consigned those and those were great sales because those both were like roughly around $500 a piece. Um, I'll go over percentage breakdowns as we go through the episode. Um, And so that's when I was like, man, I got to get into consignment because I paid zero doll hairs for those um, items and I made a few hundred bucks. So, um, okay, what is your next question? Um, so yeah, well, when you, you were talking about percentages. So when you say you share the profits, like how do you determine what you're going to split the profits with the person? Like how, what's the ratio and how do you determine that? Well, I feel like, um, maybe interviewer that we should start, um, with how do I get clients? Let's start. Oh, from yeah. the See, beginning. if I had my notes in front of me, that I know, was I know. my next note. I, I wrote the notes out. All you had to do was look at them. No, I wrote notes myself, but then my son stole my phone and I can't open the notes on my iPad because we're using Squadcast on my iPad for the first time. Yay. Yay, Squadcast. Okay, go. Um, Let's talk about getting clients. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell our listener, how did you get your first client? Okay, so that was a frenzy who just asked if I could sell those for her. And then um, my favorite little mom and pop thrift store here in town, shout out Uplift. Uh, I was in there talking to the store manager who I adore and love, and we were just chit chatting. And then she goes, "Okay, do you do you, you want to do some? Do you do you consign? Do you want I because it is a little little tiny shop, and so the mo- most of the items they get in there are not high end items by any means. But every once in a while, somebody will donate some something in there. So that's how they get their inventory is from through donations. Um, somebody will donate something that." is very niche, very specific, and something that could potentially be very high end that she is most likely not going to be able to make a sale for what it could be on the resale market in her little store. So just from me being in there and telling her that I'm a reseller and then uh, just being friendly and talkative with her, she asked if I would consign some items. So that was honestly, my first regular consignment client. And I feel like, you know, that's not really helpful for most people because that was a very specific situation that doesn't fall into the laps of most resellers. Um, This is a very, you know, specific town with a very specific vibe. And that's a very specific store with a very specific manager. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that I don't think is normal. Um, I think, go okay, let me think who, oh, and then my other, my next biggest resellers, consignment client was a com- customer in that store overhearing me talk That's about right. consignments. <laughs> and she's become my biggest consignment client. But but while, again, that is very specific, um, I think just the fact that I was loud. I mean, don't I, I'm not telling you to be annoying like me, but like just <laughs> walk down the street and just yell, I sell clothes. <laughs> I'm looking for consignment clients. <laughs> I think I think the basic thing is be um, do not hide what you do. Do not be ashamed of what you do. You are an expert in your field. Tell people about it. Tell people what you do. Be Tell- aggressive. B 
be, be aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> tell tell people I'm looking for consignment clients. Spread the word. Once you get one client, I promise it just starts happening. Like they'll be happy with what you're doing. They'll spread the word to their friends. Like um, the woman who does my eyebrows. Oh my light. She um, <laughs> she is going to consign with me. She just keep saying like, oh, I just can't get my life together to give you the stuff. But anyway, she was talking about it with a client of hers in her shop. And that person contacted me about consignment. So it's just, it really is word of mouth. Start with your friends and family. Tell them yeah. what you want to do and start selling their stuff. You are not going to start. And I mean, depending on what socioeconomic group you're in, you're most likely not going to get designer high-end items at the beginning, but that's okay. Because you need to learn the process, get it down, like just the, just start getting that system going of how you're going to consign. And we will go over that in this episode, how all of that works. And remember, talk, it's talk, free talk, talk. inventory. Yeah, it's free inventory. And just talk about yourself. Talk about what you're doing to like, just have I, have I, have I nailed that down? Yeah. Yeah. I think you have. I think have you I, have. Okay, great. All right. Um, next question you should ask me about is how do yeah. I enforce? form the clients about my business model. <laughs> so Lindsay, how do you inform your clients about your business model? Oh, great question, Lacey. Okay. So I have a Google doc. I have um, Google docs. So I do all of my work with them. Once I get their inventory, I do Google docs um, with my consignment clients or prospective consignment clients. I have, um, it's a hot moms of Seville consignment agreement that I sent to every potential client. Once they look over that, they, every single one so far that has seen it says, yeah, cool. Let's go. Let's move forward. So again, this is a very Bueller episode. I'm going to just read it <laughs> to you. Okay. Okay. Consignment agreement. This consignment agreement was entered into on fill in the date by your client's name. And they are the consignor and Lindsay Tosada. That's me. I'm the consignee. So my next item, my next, uh, bullet point, types of items accepted for resale. This is where you have to be so specific because I actually turned away a client this week because she had a bunch of Chico's. You have to keep in mind when you're doing consignment that you are splitting the profit with your client, which is great because you're not paying for it. But we also know how much work goes into just processing one single item. Even if you didn't have to spend the time to go out to buy it, all of the other things you have to do to get it listed. It's a lot. And we know that as resellers. So you have to, in your mind, you have to come up with what your number is that you are willing to sell, what you want to make minimum for each item. And then you have to do the reverse math to get to what will be the selling price of that item. I am currently, I did not start out like this, but where I am now, I will not take a piece if I cannot list it for $50. And I even feel like that's low end. I, I try to remind myself I'm saving time by not going sourcing, right? So yeah. that those are hours of my life I'm getting back. But if I cannot at least list it for 50 bucks, I'm not gonna take it because once the platform split, any possible extra shipping fees and then the 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 client split, like it's what, $13. Like I'm just not doing that. Yeah. So, and then you, so every dollar you're making, it's almost like you have to make double the amount 
to make what you were making if it wasn't a consignment client. Does that make sense? Right. I mean, but then, you know, your time is so such a valuable asset. You do have to keep in mind that you are saving that asset by not spending countless hours at the thrift store. Like I have not been thrifting in months because I have so much consignment, uh, so many consignment pieces. Um, yeah, that's only, huge. The only, I mean, I have still been sourcing online. I've been doing Jomar. I've been doing Goodwill auctions. Um, I've been sourcing off Poshmark. So I am still sourcing online, but I'm not going into thrift stores. But that's fine because I can do that at night, like when I'm sitting in front of my TV after the kids are in bed, you know, so it's not taking yeah. time away from my day. Okay. So you've got to, in your mind, have a number that you will not go below in terms of what you make off of each item and then reverse math that to figure out what the listing price is. Mine, like I said, is 50. And as I get more clients, that number is going to go up. I'm going to get yeah. to where like, nope. Not a hundred bucks. Like I can't wait to get to that point. I'm not there yet, but I, I'm working to get there. Okay. So here's what I have written into the next section. Resale value of items is not the same as retail and varies greatly based on conditions, style, and brand. You need to stress to your consignment clients. Yeah, this is new with tags and it sold for $300. Awesome. That So that was, again, that woman that had a bunch of Chico's. She had some suit brands that I'd never heard of. New with tags, it was $350 suit looked it up. The comps were like 25 bucks. So right. the sold comps were 20. I was like, I'm so sorry. This is a beautiful suit. I understand it's new attacks. There is no resale value of it. So you really have to stress that to your clients that just because it retailed for $350, it, it may just not be a brand that has a resale value. All right. Next consignee will examine and research each, each piece to determine its to determine its resale value. Only items that can be listed for $50 or more will be accepted. So right here from the very first paragraph of my consignment agreement, they understand those three very important parts of like how I determine what I'm going to take. And then next I go into inventory. It says inventory will be priced at current resale market value and reassessed every 60 days. I say 60 days because when I go to delist and relist every 60 days, that's when I evaluate like, okay, well, how much attention has this piece gotten? Nothing. Great. I need to drastically lower the price. Even if it's some, you know, even though I already have that number in my head, if I don't want to go below, if it's something that's already listed and has been there and is not getting attention, that is when I do start reevaluating what I have it listed for. Yeah. Um, inventory will be stored safely in bins and listed individually on our shared Google Doc. So they know that I'm not just like throwing their stuff on the floor in my closet. Like it's right. And, and I'll get into how I store in a little bit. Consigner will be able to log into our spreadsheet anytime to see what has been inventoried, listed, and sold, and for how much. Talk about that more later. Depending on my current vo uh, depending on current volume, it may take several weeks to get to all of items to get all items cataloged, inventoried, and listed. Because I want them to have a realist, particularly right now. Like I'm so backlogged, they need to have a realistic expectation of how long it's going to take me to get everything listed. So you may not get your first payout for a couple months, and they've all been cool with that. They don't care. It's been fine. So percentages, here's where we get to the biggest, one of the bigger questions people always have. Percentage splits. I have it written in my consignment agreement. Splits are per item, not the entire lot of goods per sale. That is very important to have that in there because my splits are based on sale price. So yeah. things that sell for a higher amount, they the, the consignor gets a bigger split. So they need to understand that it's per item and not like the entire lot of what's sold of theirs for the month. The majority of my splits are 50-50. Anything up to $199, I split it 50-50 with the client. Anything between $200 and 
60% goes to the client. 600 to 999, 70% goes to the client. And then 1,000 and above, 80% goes to the client. Because if you make a sale that's $1,000, you are only getting 20% of that sale. But oh my gosh, like. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know like, you were doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. So like that, that that's, you know, a couple hundred bucks for an item, you know, and that also incentivizes your clients to give you higher end items, right? That's very smart, sister. Thank you. Okay. Payouts. So this is the last section of the agreement. I have it in here when they'll be paid. Consigner will be paid the first week each month via Venmo. Um, I get them when I give them this agreement and they agree to it. They don't have to, this is not an agreement they have to sign and turn back to me. Um, but I do want their Venmo information so I can go ahead and put that in there. So when it is time for their first payout, payout, I can just go ahead and send it over to them. Um, they get paid the, like, so January sales, like today I'm going to send out January payouts and it's February, whatever today, fifth. Um, so within the first week of the next month, I send the prior month's sales. Now, that being said, I only, well, it's it's listed in here. Hold on. Payouts will consist of items that were sold the previous month and have been paid out to the consignee, that's me, from the reselling platform. So only pieces that I've received the payment for do I pay out. I'll explain how I keep track of that. Bueller. <laughs> Payouts from items sold through eBay. This is important because I have my eBay sales um, People can return for any reason. Payouts for items sold through eBay will be held for 30 days after sale as eBay buyers can return for any reason during that period. Consigners first payout will be, and then I give a, which may, you know, depends on if something sells or not, but you know, March, 2022. You made it through the agreement. Good job. Good Lord. Okay. Back to my note. All right. Do you have any questions? (laughs) Bueller. See, I told you this is going to be a very Bueller episode. This is information that people need and want this is a hot topic it it is listener what they want i hope like it listener do you like it (laughs) does that feel good do you like the way this looks (laughs) make me a real woman now okay (laughs) um let's talk about this spreadsheet because you gave me why because we're getting into interviewer uh, that's not the (laughs) time if you had the notes you would see that number two Number three is really well, guys. <laughs> is inventorying their item. Okay. Hey, Lindsay, um, would yeah. you like to tell the listener how you inventory your consignment clients' items? Yes. And this will be the shortest section because it's super easy. Thank go to- God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She just knocked her camera over. Okay, you go to um you go to Target, you get the 56 quart clear plastic bins with a lid. They are $7.99 or $7 maybe. So they're super, they do go out of stock often, but they come back in stock often. So you'll be good. Maybe I'll link them in our bio. Try to remember to do that. Um, And then every single consignment client of mine has their own bin. So I don't generally divide it up by sections or type of clothing because normally you don't have like hundreds of pieces from one client. Right. Um, So I just take, or just depending on how much, like I have one client, Sam, I have one full entire plastic bin and it just is labeled with a sticky on the front of it, her name. Um, So that is so easy. Whenever a sale of hers comes through, I go over, I can find it easily. You know, there's maybe 20 items in in the bin. You know, sometimes you'll need multiple bins for each consignment client. I do have one client that I have hundreds of pieces from. And so I do label those Susan bottoms. So I put in their short skirts, pants, Susan tops, 
Susan Jacket Sweaters. So because I have so much from her, I do have those individually listed. But that is the key is putting just each client has their own inventory bin and get it in there as soon as you get it inventoried into your inventory spreadsheet so you don't mix it up because you're not going to remember whose is what. Don't mix it. Are you using bags inside the bins to keep things from yep, I put, a lot of together? Uh-huh. I fold everything and I put them into um, either the big size Ziploc baggie or like a smaller size, just depending on size. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Same. I find that very helpful. Mm-hmm. And then okay. oh, your light went out again. And so how do you go about sharing the information with them after their stuff is inventory or made an inventory? How do they All know right. what is being listed? What has sold? How do you share this with your client? Buckle in because this is going to be the most enthralling Bueller-ish <laughs> part of this episode. Woo! Give me some Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. All right. This is critical to my consignment business, it is super boring to talk about. I have a, so that other document, the consignment agreement, that is a shared Google document. So that's like basically like a Word document, right? This is a shared Google sheet. This is under Google Sheets. Super important. It's a two-page spreadsheet on Google Sheets. When you are setting this up, super important when you're adding your client to it, you're gonna go to the top right corner. There's a little blue rectangle. It's a share you want to make sure you are making them a viewer and not an editor because yeah. if they accidentally go in there and mess something up. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Then, I mean, it could be bad, really bad. So you want to make sure that they can access it and look at it anytime. You do not want them to edit it. Um, page. So of the two pages of the inventory spreadsheet, page one, I call that it's on, like on the tab. I la- label it inventory. This is where I list every single piece of inventory I get from them. I try to do this as soon as possible as getting there and I get their inventory. This spreadsheet, so there's not really numbers on this one other than a date category, a a date column. So it has seven columns and I'm going to Bueller my way through those seven right now. (laughs) Column one is type. So that's where I'll write shoes, sweater, jacket. The next column, brand, that's all put the brand in the next column. Column three is the item. That's where I give it a little bit more descriptors because you could have one client that gives you 15 free people dresses, right? Right. So you need color descriptions on there, whatever that, you know, can help you. You're getting more into like almost like the listing description type terms. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't need to be like hugely descriptive, but just so you know, when you're going, when that piece sells and you've got to go pull it and then move it over to the next tab. Okay. Then I have a I have an item or uh, I'm sorry, a column for size. Then the next column is condition. So that's where the same thing you would write into your listing. I do that because I want the client to know I've examined it. And if it's something that's other than new with tags or excellent use, if I put great or good on it, I'll put just a tiny little note in that column, you know, stains on the arm, rips in the seam, whatever. So they don't think they're getting ripped off. Like, hey, why did you only sell this for this much? Right. Like they need to know, I've looked at each piece. I've examined it for condition. This is the condition you gave it to me in. I have a column for the date listed. And then um, my final column is platform. Because not all, I don't put all pieces on all three of my reselling platforms. So it helps me in terms of once the item sells, I know where to go pull it off of. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe the consignment. That that one does seem to be more for me, just so I know where to pull it off of other ones. Okay. Then I have a color. Right, so how? Oh, wait, I'm not the, done. Oh, okay, go on. What, what was going to be your question? Actually, might I was going to say, how as the client, if you're sharing this document with me, am I going to know just by looking at it 
what is listed and what is not? What is sold? Yeah. What is not? Perfect question, interviewer. Um, Thank you. I color code it. So up at the top, like above the inventory spreadsheet, but still on that same page up on the top left, I write in there, yellow equals listed, green equals sold. So when I first go in and inventory everything, everything's just in white because it hasn't been inven- it hasn't been uh, listed yet. So everything, the whole thing is white. Then as I start listing each item, I go in and the block under um, uh, item description or the, yeah, the items description, I, you could do the whole row. It just takes longer. So I just go in and that one on that one column, I go in and um, fill that yellow. So, you know, if they have a question of what actually has been listed on my reselling platforms, they can see that yellow items have been listed. Then in turn, when those items sell, and again, this helps me with um, managing like payments and stuff and like moving to next the next month when I'm redoing the spreadsheet for each month, I label it green. I turn that yellow into a green filled in rectangle to let the uh, the client know that their piece has sold. And you have a key up there on the top, right? So the, they can look at it and they can see, okay, yellow yep. means listed, green yep. means I have, sold. I just have it written out. I have it written in yellow, like bolded with like a yellow rectangle. Yeah. You know, yellow items are listed, green items have sold. Simple as that. Very self-explanatory. Yeah. That's good. And then once their item has sold, how are you sharing that information with them, the profits and the splits and all that jazz? Okay. So then we go to page two, the sales report tab. So once an item has sold, I've turned it green. I go to the next page of the spreadsheet. This one has eight Bueller columns. <laughs> and here That's they so are. Bueller-tastic. This is Bueller-tastic. Here we go. I'm going to just Bueller these bad boys out. Whew. Okay. First column, date sold. Second column is the item. So I just combine the brand and item description in this column. The item, I'll just put free people, purple maxi dress, right? Um, Sold price. So that, I am not going to teach you how to do spreadsheets here. I I don't have enough spreadsheet knowledge. And then this would really get Buellerific. Like, I had to put formulas in these columns to do the mathifications so the breakdowns would be done. So when I go in and put this number in, it just pops across the board. So you can look it up on YouTube, people. That's how I taught myself. Yeah. Yeah. You can find it on YouTube, how to use this um, Google spreadsheet and how to do they are. It's very simple. Once you learn how to do it, Mm -hmm. Um, it's just that just learning how to do it. And I, I'm not the person to teach you that. Um, Okay. So the next column, this is where like the formulas start coming in these next few columns. The sold price is the first um, monetary column. Then there's the fee. So I have that set up. There's the sold price. And I have it set up once I put that, plug that number in, 20% goes right into that fee column. And that, like, that's the the platform. So I, because most of my sales are on Poshmark, I have it set up where it just pulls 20% immediately into that fee column. But like, if I do sell on Mercari or eBay, I just have to go in and fudge those numbers under the fee. Like it may not be the exact platform fee to make it what the um, profit to be split column is correct. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Is that, did I explain that? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So sold price fee. And then if you have a shipping discount, then you have to, you know, manually, manually plug in that shipping discount. 
Then the next column is the profit to be split. So again, I have a formula there that takes the sale price. It minuses out the platform fee. It minuses out the shipping discount. And it gives you that as your profit. That is what I split with my consignment clients, the amount that I've netted off of that item. So they're not getting... 50% of the sold price, they're getting 50% right. of the net. Okay. Whew. Which again, when you think about that, so when you're listing your own item for yourself, like you went sourcing and you got this dress and you listed it and then you sold it and there's the fees and there's the shipping fees, you know, you look at this thing and you're like, wow, that sold for $50. Well, my cut at the end of that was $28, right? I listed it by myself. Now right. I'm consigning it for someone. So I'm Splitting that in half. And like you said, now I've got $14. Yeah. So you see like all of that work is getting honed down to like a very small profit. Mm -hmm. So that's why I get why it's so important to want to list high-end items and high-quality items, new with tags. Like mm -hmm. it's important. Yeah. Okay. So profit to be split. Then I have the, cons the, the next column is called consignment fee. So what so the next two columns after profit to be split, that is just, it breaks that percentage in half. Um, so the consignment fee, that's what I get. And then the next column, I call it your earnings. That's the client's earning. They're looking at it and they're going, oh, those are my earnings. It says your earnings. Those are mine. So under the your- Kind of sound like you said yearnings. Those are yearnings. <laughs> I mean, they are yearning for that money. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, I see what you did there. It's good. I am. <laughs> All right. On, okay. On yearnings column. <laughs> is she Texan or is she saying yearning? We don't know. We don't know. Okay. We are from Texas. This uh -huh, is fact. It's true. It's true. Okay. Under the your earnings column, I color code that green once the platform has paid me for that item. And so everything that isn't, so there's, you know, usually by the time I go to pay my clients, there's usually multiple items on there that haven't been paid out yet. So I roll those over to the next month's spreadsheet. Each client has their own spreadsheet and each client gets a new spreadsheet every month. And I let them keep access because it doesn't hurt anything. I let them keep remain on access to pre previous in case there's ever a question or anything, I don't want to delete them. Um, they can always access their prior month's spreadsheets. But just every month going forward, I create, I do a copy of the entire two-page spreadsheet. I rename it, you know, Susan February. Then I go through and I delete everything that's in green because that all that inventory is gone yeah. and it's been paid out to them. It's been paid out to me. It's gone we're moving forward. So there are some things like in January that sold for some of my clients, but they won't get those payments until March right. because I didn't get paid for those in time when I send them the payment later today. That was okay. going to be my next question. So thank you. Good job. Whew. Okay. Let's see. Where was I in my notes? Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Okay. This I feel like is going to be a little harder to describe. Okay. In that same column above the your earnings column. <laughs> <laughs> like up above the entire, that part, but still in the spreadsheet, but above, above the chart, up above it, I have a block called total earnings and then total paid and then pending payments. So there's three different rows right there. So total earnings will show how much they earned, how much got, how much their split was for everything that sold of theirs in January. Total paid once I send them their payment for January, I put that number in into the total paid 
call our row. And then I have the formula going where it calculates pending payments right below that. So I know that pending payment that rolls over to the next month. Yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> then you surviving, okay. you hanging in there. <laughs> I I'm okay. I'm doing okay. All right. <sighs> I know people really want this episode. I just I want it to like be ex- like not super Bueller, but like <laughs> but like informative. But I feel like I really have to be boring to explain it. <laughs> so we already went over we'll how I copy I copy the spreadsheet each month. Then, and I already went over this, I delete all the sales off the inventory page. I delete all the sales that have been paid out and I keep the pending payment items on there and pay those out the next month. Okay. That is, you did it. That's the spreadsheet. Gracious. Woo. Okay. job. Now there's more. Oh no. Okay. Buckle in. All right. Listings labeled. I have just started doing this because I've got, because up to this point, I've been able to be like, oh, yeah, that was Susan's piece. Oh, yeah, that was Sam's piece. Oh, yeah, that's from Uplift. Oh, yeah, that's Logan. Yeah, like, yeah. Been, I, I can remember who gave me what, but I'm at a point now where I have so much. I have hundreds of pieces of consignment inventory now. So what I'm doing, so, you know, we talked about how I inventory them. So I keep them straight that way. In the listings now, before I publish the listings, just down at the very, very, very bottom Below all the item description, like in the item description section of the listing, yeah, I do a hashtag, and then I do the client's initials. That makes sense. So if I were to see that sold, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot remember whose that was. Right there, it is right there. Their initials. I can just and I I put a hashtag there. I don't know why. I just do. Um, you could put just their initials or whatever you needed. You could have some sort of code for each of your clients. Just something that lets you know that that you know, free people, purple maxi is Susan's dress. So you don't right. get it confused if you are getting to a ton of consignment pieces. I mean, and then oh, I could get right. really hairy. <laughs> right. Right. Like you have to, what do you mean? You sold my Gucci leather boots. Where's my money? Oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to take that hit. Cause that would come out of your profits then if you right. fucked up and you know, you have to be, this has to be super organized. I'm not saying this yeah. is the only way to do this. I'm sure there's another way to do it, but this has been the best for me in terms of keeping everyone straight and organized because I don't want to mess up. It's hard enough with our own inventory. Right. Like, we still make mistakes. Like you, you just had a F up the past two yeah, weeks. Yeah. I just with- shipped items to two wrong people. I yeah. A dress and a shoes and sent them to different people. And one of the girls was like, oh no, I needed that dress for a wedding next week. And so she was like, well, I got the shoes. I'm putting them in the mail right now. Let me know if you hear anything about the dress. The girl that got the dress did not respond to me, did not respond to Poshmark, accepted the shoes when they got to her. So she took both items. And I was like, you little, like that made me really <sighs> did, mad. Did you, uh, so what happens with the payment of that dress? So Poshmark was like, hey, since this is your first time ever doing this, we sent the shipping labels to your, your buyers for them to sw- swap them out. Uh-huh. And then when the dress never started tracking and never went anywhere, um, I hit up Poshmark and I was like, hey, this buyer is not getting back to me. They haven't responded to any of my comments. Um, and, you know, like this girl's already sent the shoes out. She's accepted them. and But the dress hasn't been put back in tracking. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead at this point and cancel the order because it's been so long and she's not being responsive to you or to us. And so they... Um, refunded me and they refunded the original buyer of the dress as well. What do you mean they do that again? What do they mean? My money that I would have gotten for my earnings. Oh wow. Because I sold the dress and then it was like a brand new, like formal gown, like new with tags and it was like a junior's my Michelle. Um, But you know, it was like a really good dress and I got a little chunk of money off of it and 
So whatever, it was a bummer. It was so cute. And so they refunded her, the buyer, and then they gave me my earnings, but they were like, we won't do this again. Like if this happens again, you know, we won't cover the shipping. You have to cover the shipping and we won't give you your money back, but we would refund a buyer if this happens, you know? So like, just get it together. I I didn't have that happen, (laughs) but I did. I took um, the same shipping label. I printed it out twice and put it on two separate items that were supposed to go to two different people. So one woman got two items and luckily she was very, you know, she contacted me. She was like, Hey, you sent me two things. And they they were a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes that I was selling on consignment. And so she luckily like Poshmark sent her the label and she shipped it out. But like, I didn't get any of those nasty messages from Poshmark. They're like, okay, we had to, we took care of it. Whoever was in control of your thing, they were having a gnarly day apparently. Yeah. They were a little bit aggressive and it was like, (laughs) But they were getting back to me very quickly. Like when I responded to them, I'm used to waiting like at least 24, maybe 48 hours before getting mm-hmm. a response. This was like within the hour I was getting responded to. So maybe that's why they were aggressive. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, whatever. So you want to make sure you're not messing up your client's inventory because we're messing yeah. up our own sometimes. Good Lord. Yeah. It, it's so much that we keep track of by ourselves. You just have to be super organized and come up with a system that works for you. And then, you know, of course I have my own spreadsheets for my own sales that I keep separate from all of this. Um, I do everything through Venmo. I pay all my consignment clients through Venmo, except for Uplift because they are a nonprofit and they don't have a Venmo. Um, So I actually ended up ordering business checks through my business account. And so I just write them checks. They're my, like the one exception, like I'm, and I'm happy to do that for them. I write them a check, but everyone else is a Ven- has to be able to take Venmo because I'm I'm not dealing with cash. I'm not writing checks to everybody. Right. And then in terms of, uh, I think I didn't. This is going back in time. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I didn't talk about this <laughs> earlier. But when I, you know, I want to make it as easy as possible for my clients. So when they have inventory for me, I go and pick it up. And then I'm very clear with them that like I'm not going to go through this with you here. I'm going to take this home. I'll go through it. Um, I will inventory what I'm going to sell. And then you can let me know, do you want this stuff back or should I donate it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, like, so, you know, I have my own very first consignment client, as you know, um, our very own fashion expert, Charlotte Doyle. Um, she's been, we have a different circumstance going on because she obviously lives in Los Angeles and we live in Virginia. So she has been doing more work than a normal client would do. She's been taking the pictures and sending me the measurements and all that stuff. Um, and then I just create the listings and sell them for her and we've done pretty well. Um, but like, I do think it's funny because it's very Charlotte as well, that she was like, I noticed she liked some of the stuff in my closet, (laughs) you know, that she was, that was hers. Uh (laughs) And then she like sent me a text and she was like, I was stalking your closet, by the way. And I was like, well, yeah, I can see that it's you. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you liking my stuff. You should go in there and like, like some of the stuff and like make offers on some of them. I was like, that's what Lindsay and I do with each other when we need help. Like, cause there's a lot of likes and interest on like these Gucci boots that she, uh, I'm consigning for her. And I was like, go in there and like, like them and make an offer on it. She's like, oh, that's a good idea. So that's something else you could tell your clients to do if they want to like see what's going on, look at your listings and like, mm-hmm. just kind of be a little more involved. Yeah. That's something you could put in your consignment agreement. You could, I haven't done that, but that's a good point. Like you could go in and put like what your account names are under all the mm-hmm. reason if they wanted to go in and see. Cause then they can see their listing. They can see the nice pictures that you took of it and see mm-hmm. that you're like, you know, you're doing them right. And also, you know, that maybe give them, I, you know, I don't, 
if you're not actually doing the work yourself, nobody's ever going to fully get like how long it takes to process an entire item from getting it all the way up to listing and inventory. They're never going to get it. But at least if they saw your pictures and you have nice pictures, at least they're like, okay, she is doing some work to like stage these photos with the white background, good lighting, like taking all the different angles. At least they would have some idea of a little bit, just one small segment, at least of the work that you are doing to get their items sold. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and then you get down this like different road as well too, you know, like Charlotte has never sold anything herself on Poshmark. That's why she's doing it through me. And she had these Christian Dior, um, Dior say heels, like open toed Dior say heels. And we sold them very fast. Like I listed them and they sold within like 24 hours or something for like 50 bucks. I want to say about 50 bucks. Um, you know, cause they had just like some wear and stuff on them. And that was about where the comps were. And the buyer though had like, she'd already bought them. And then she kept asking me all these questions and I didn't know because I didn't have the product with me. So I keep having to like contact Charlotte and Charlotte's like, you know, like some Christian Dior shoes go for like hundreds of dollars used. She was like, so th- this person got a really good deal. Like she should just give us the money before we change our minds. <laughs> and I was like, I know. And she was like, is this normal? I was like, it's very normal for people to be like, question, 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 question. Not typically after they bought it. No, you know, that's not but, normal. Uh, she was like, oh, this is why I would never be a reseller. I'd be like, oh, shut up. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you get some very annoying, stupid questions sometimes. But... And then they usually don't end up buying it. They ask a million yeah. questions and then shade out. <laughs> yeah, that's weird that she asked. Did she pay full price? I mean, it was an offer oh, that she because she she wouldn't have been able to cancel anyway after she bought. Then, like, I think a full price they have right. three hours they can cancel yeah. within that three hours. But since she sent an offer, she can't she couldn't cancel it anyway. You should have been yeah. like, "Bitch, it's coming have... your way. You can find out when it gets to your house." She bought them, and then she was like, "Wait, there's no pictures of the back of the shoes. What's the condition of the back of the shoes?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> Da, 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 da. Like, send me a picture and add it to the listing. I'm like, but you already bought them. <laughs> I mean, she was really nice about it. She that is a fair, them. that's a fair question though. Like once you bought right, them, you're like, right. oh wait, it was the back look. Yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, I yeah, under yeah. that that's understandable. That's not too bad. Yeah. No, she was very nice about it. It was just a very funny exchange. <laughs> yeah. So do we have anything else we need to talk about consigning? Or did we nail it? I mean, I hope we nailed it. That's that's all the notes I have. Yeah, I think that was about all I had too. Off my memories. Memories. All alone. Why are you giving me that? I'm just letting you have your moment. I'm just letting you okay, go. Great. All alone in the moonlight. It's amazing. It's amazing. We, we're not singers. Oh, how have we not mentioned this? We didn't open with the fact that I am coming to you live. Well, not live, but recording to you live from inside my very own recording studio. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay's husband sent me the plans that he used to make hers for Christmas, and I made my own. And there were some trial and errors and a lot of swear words, but it's was it was it, it's, it was it frustrating? It was frustrating to build. Um, it was just because I couldn't find some of the joint pieces that I needed, and I'm too impatient to sit there and watch the instructional video like I should. So I skipped <laughs> to the bullet points, and I'm like, Great. I can do this. I'm crafty, and then I'm like at. Lows, and I'm like, oh crap, I don't know exactly what a side elbow something joint connector is, you know? <laughs> you can't ever find anybody in there to help you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just buy like one of each and I'll figure it out. <laughs> so I figured it out, and now I'm in my little own recording studio. And we were testing last night, and our sound quality is just already a thousand times better. Right. But you keep pulling your face around from your microphone, and your volume goes way down. So yeah, that's what I got to work on because I don't have my um, arm your thing arm. you got me. Yeah. yeah. 
I got to get that out. It's all boxed away right now. So I'll talk like this. How's this? Can we, do you want to start over? Sure. Let's go. Okay. Let's talk about sweaty balls. (laughs) (laughs) We're so old. Like if anybody younger than us listens to our Listen to yeah, our podcast. Kid, educate yourself because I can't. They're not going to get half of the thi- like half of the things we say on here are inside jokes. Well, then references. theirs is not to know. Theirs is not to know. <laughs> but we love them. We do love you, listener. So if you want to look up Alec Baldwin on SNL doing NPR chocolate sweaty balls, educate yourself. Yeah, they're very nice. And they're round. Mm, they're salty. I can't wait uh, to put those sweaty balls in my mouth. Love it. I love a good. <laughs> I get, love a good salty ball. It's Molly Shannon, right? Yeah, I think so. This has and a lot other... to do with reselling, you guys. <laughs> <sighs> I see why you tune in, listener. Santa. Oh, and real quick, before we go away, I want to mention, I told Lindsay this morning, I woke up and was checking my Poshmark, and I had a like and a comment on a dress, and I went to look at it, and the comment was like, hey, I love your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> All that's... these cute little emojis. I was like, oh. Thanks. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm checking my comments. Why did we all? Oh, I, I'm checking comments. I do have someone asking me for measurements here. Yeah. I have measurements on all of my listings. Can you? So, hey, if you're out there in the world and you stumble across our our closets, you know, send us a shout out. I'm, I'm looking right now to see if anybody left a comment on. No. No. <laughs> Well, no. I shared it with you. I know, but why didn't why didn't she come to my closet and leave a comment? Well, because I think she probably just stumbled upon me on accident. I don't think she was looking for me. Okay. We all know who's running the ship here. Right. That's what me. I'm saying. I think she stumbled upon me by accident. No. She just was like, oh, look at this dress. Oh, hey, that's Lily Jeans. I listened to that podcast. No. Well, now I got to comment her and ask because inquiring minds want to know. Okay, don't ask her. Now it's just getting weird. Let, we got to wrap this. <laughs> let's wrap this up. This I'm going to ask her to be on the podcast. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. Uh-uh. I know I've never spoken to you or don't know who you are, but. <laughs> All right. Speaking of interviews, we have another interview lined up for next week. Um, she said Tuesday or Wednesday night. She is on our same time, Lacey, eight o'clock ish. Ooh, okay. Oof. Woohoo. I know. Mm, that's gonna be rough. I know. We're tired, y'all. Eight o'clock yeah. is late. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but we're gonna make it happen because this is a reseller that we both love and we're excited to have her on next week. So look for that. It's gonna be fun. And what else do we got? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's. Uh, we got to go work on our other podcast that we're doing too. That launches next week. Eee! I can't wait. Oh wait. Actually, the week this is being listened to is, is getting when that one starts. It's the yeah. I'm launching on. I think. I think I'm going to put it out Thursday night. The first oh my episode, gosh, you guys. You're going to love it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, depending on the kind of things you like. Right. But if you like us, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I guess you could like us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're listening. Because we give such amazing content. (laughs) I just told them how I run my whole consignment business. You know? They're like, this is valuable. And I want to know who they're interviewing next week. Right, right. So tune in, you know, because it's like the radio and shit. (laughs) Tune in. We're going live next week. Tune in live. Doing a live show. All right, we got it. We got to stop. This is embarrassing. All right. Well, um, uh, oh, two sisters. Get us out of here. 
one podcast. Oh my God. I what? came across an Instagram page of like two lifestyle. It was a lifestyle podcast and it's two sisters and they have two sisters, one podcast written up in their bio. <laughs> oh crap. And they Are have like beaten up. <laughs> I mean, I've, I think it was I two of us. I mean, anybody could, you can't, nobody trademarked two sisters, one podcast. You can't own the human word, man. I mean, you can, but th- right. they're not going to beat us up because I mean, hello, it's me. And two, right. they, uh, they seemed lovely. And <laughs> and three, like we're, we're minnows. Like they, they these were very right. successful <laughs> podcasters with a huge following. Oh, well, hey girls, you want us to be on your podcast? <laughs> All right, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> Two sisters. One podcast. Thrifter. Thrifters. Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And stop. Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.